0: I'm in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia. I'm just heading over to the Leverage Women's Conference to talk about how to take the mystery out of mentoring and meeting amazing mentors who are making a difference in the world today. That's coming up
1: from Crossroads Media. This is See Here, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, Season Eight, Episode Number Twenty Five.
0: Well, welcome back to See Here Love in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia at the Leverage Women's Conference. And I'm so excited that you've joined us, but I'm also excited that you have joined us. Oh, this is like the best crowd ever, and no offense to all the other crowds and studio audiences of them been with me at See Your Love, but this is kind of the best. Well, this is you've joined us for part two of mentoring. And I'm so glad that we have Lisa Carpenter here with us. Jane Ngui Mm Moima and Dana Olson-Brooks. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to the show because I'm so excited to talk about taking the mystery out of mentoring. But before we get into that, we had just heard from some incredible young women about being a millennial, about what they need from mentoring. What are your thoughts uh, and, and feelings about what you heard? Dana, let's start with you.
2: Um, I would say first of all it was just super encouraging um, just hearing kind of where they're coming from and their their approach in the world is from a place of hope and wanting to be a part of something better and um, what a privilege and honor it is to be able to come alongside someone who has a heart that way that wants to grow that wants to learn that wants to make a difference Mm -hmm. Um, what an incredible thing you can do to invest in that person it's not just spending time and energy, but an investment because they want to invest. So that was
3: really encouraging to me.
0: Yeah, it's good. Jane?
3: I, I found it very informative. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know, they let us into their world. For those of us who are on the outside looking in, it was so helpful to know what they feel, what they think, and, and just how they process what they experience, especially for, th- for some of us who are older. Mm-hmm. Just a little older. Okay, just a little. Okay,
4: just a little bit. Um, I was really moved by how um, teachable they are. Mm -hmm. They want to be, they want to learn. And I think sometimes from us older crowd, we don't necessarily know that that's how they feel. And so we might hold back Mm -hmm. um, some of the things we might want to share. So I really love the intentionality around it Mm -hmm. and um, asking rather than us just yeah, and telling it on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really encouraging for me.
0: So Erica, Allison and Kristen, just sharing about, wow, we just want you to trust us. We want you to show compassion. We want you to listen. We want you to call us to more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that even empowers and excites me because I, I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am I agree, all of that you said, listening to those young women, I'm like, okay, we can do this and we should do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason why why we shouldn't step into mentoring and helping them in their journey. Well, let's just ask. And you know, again, meeting you, you three for the first time. Were you mentored? So right now, I know that you are mentoring, and we're going to get into that. But were you mentored? And if so, what was the benefit? And if not, uh, how do you think that impacted you um, in your life? So at least let's start with you. Yeah, sure. I mean,
4: I didn't start being formally mentored until I was thirty-five, and I think that was a huge mistake on my part. I honestly didn't even know what it meant until then, and I don't know why I didn't know until then. I think it was because I didn't have a teachable spirit, honestly, and so um, when I first heard about the concept or the idea of it, um, it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I thought, yes, I need to do this. So, um, prayed about who could be my mentor and then prayed who I could mentor and that's how it came to be for me.
0: Okay,
3: Good. That's a very loaded question. It is because mentoring is not just you know, a general term. You can be mentored as a, mar- other, as a mother, mm-hmm. you can be mentored professionally, spiritual mentoring, mm-hmm. marriage mentoring. Mm-hmm. So mentoring is, is, is really a spectrum, it's a huge portfolio. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I was, I was definitely mentored uh, spiritually. Someone actually walked with me and, and taught me the values of the spiritual disciplines but I would have to say for example you know like financial mentor I didn't I didn't have one I've had to figure that out so I'd say I've had sections of my life Mm -hmm. and people walk with me in different aspects of my life and mentored me
0: both formally and informally. That's good and thank you for saying that as part of the spectrum because sometimes people think it's just mentoring like as an overall you know, of your life. But I think it's really good to hear that it can be different parts. Mm -hmm. It's good. Dana. I'd
2: say yes. I've always sort of looked at mentoring as having folks that are your coach and cheerleader in life. So, as a coach, they see the skills and abilities that you bring and the giftings that you might have been given, and they help you to either figure those out or know how to use them or to get stronger in them, and then the cheerleading part, that someone's always got your back. And I've had a number of people in my life um, that have done that, whether it's as a mom or in the workplace or spiritually or in all kinds of ways. And just really somebody that knows you, that knows all of the silly things about you and all the wonderful things about you. Um, Just having that coach and cheerleader, I've had lots of them.
0: You know, it's perfect, Dana, as a segue, because I think maybe we should define mentoring because some people are like, is it apprenticeship? What is, you know, what is mentoring? Because I think there's different definitions depending on, you know, where you're at, whether it's workplace, at the church in your community? What would you three say how you would define what mentoring is? For me it's about intentionality.
4: Okay, um, I really think it's something that you have to put your mind to. I think it can happen without that intentionality, but I don't think it's true mentoring unless it is intentional. That's my my personal opinion um, because I think that if, if it happens by happenstance, that's great. That's, you know, maybe that's great, but um, if you're not Getting together regularly if you're not being intentional about your, what you want to learn about. Um, sometimes people say, oh, will you mentor me? It's like, well, what do you want to be mentored in? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, I can do that. Okay, no, I can actually can't do that. So it's the intentionality of the ask and then also what it's about.
0: Yeah,
3: that's good. The word mentor is, is really um, one, a person who is wiser and will make you think from the word mentors. And so I think anywhere we have the opportunity to challenge someone's thinking towards growth, that really is mentoring. So you could even mentor a shop steward in, in you know just what they're doing and handling customers. And it's just a one-time informal situation versus walking with a young married woman mm-hmm. in their journey of s- and different seasons of life. So I think, um, for me, if you have an opportunity to make
0: someone think and grow mm-hmm. out of that, then you're mentoring. Mm-hmm, that's good. Now, Dana, you mentioned about cheerleading and, and that would you, is there another expansion of the, your definition of mentoring?
2: Yeah, I think even thinking of how the young ladies um, were speaking earlier about, you asked the question, manager or, or mentor, what are they looking for? And I think managers really want you to think the way they think, to process the way they process. And a leader or a mentor is really about understanding how that person thinks and how they're wired and releasing that, rather than if I think about a shepherd and a sheep. A manager wants to make sure the sheep get into the pen. The shepherd wants to know the sheep and know how to lead them. And that's a very different relationship. So when I think about mentoring, it's really not about me being understood. It's about me understanding that person and being able to help them understand themselves, how they've been gifted, how they can use those giftings. So I think it's a very different um, perspective in terms of how you lead that person, whether you're managing them
0: or mentoring them. That's good, I've never heard that, Dana, about the, she- the shepherd, you know, and managing and then mentoring. Like it's, it's one thing about like sort of like getting them in there, but you're telling getting to know them. Yeah, absolutely. Like how's your wool? Sorry. <laughs> It's very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> How's your
3: wall? I know. It <laughs> just like
0: came to me in this most random thing. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. It just happens. My brain can be in those places. Okay. That's so good. Okay. Oh, uh, so it's <laughs> yes, so you've been So you've all been mentored in, in different ways. Uh, we've defined mentorship. But now let's talk about you as women who are mentoring. Okay, first of all, why? Like, you're busy? <laughs> Jane just goes, she just, did you just like? She snorted. She snorted? <laughs> Not that this is like national television and for the whole world to hear, Jane, but, I, but it was, that was great, that was perfect. Because when I said, like, why, um, let's talk about that. So you're busy women and you've chosen to mentor. Why and what does that look like in a very practical way? I think that it's, it, again,
4: it goes back to the intentionality, but it's also, um, for me, it's about prayer. Mm-hmm. It's who does God want me to mentor, and who does God want me to ask who should mentor me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just spend a lot of time praying about it, and then God will bring someone to my mm-hmm. mind, or God will take someone from my mind or he'll bring someone to me. And that's even how this whole thing started was strictly by praying about should I be part of this program and will someone want me to mentor them? Because that's not how I've done it historically. I've not been part of the program. It's been really kind of organic. And so when the mentee came to me and said, will you be my mentor? I was like, okay, this is what I've been praying about. That's how I knew it was right.
0: So what does it look like for you, Lisa? Like what does the relationship look like?
4: Um, Specifically we meet once a month, Um, we set our timer, Um, I set the timer Um, and it goes off five minutes before we're done because we want to make sure we pray and we want to make sure we pray with each other and out loud and that gives us time to remember to do that so we don't go over because we want to value each other's time. Um, The onus is on the mentee, in my opinion, so um, my mentee was always making sure we could still meet, but we set all of our meetings for the last 15 months, Mm -hmm. 15 months ago. They have been in our calendar for every month for 15 months. So we counted on it, and we knew it was going to happen, and sure, there's flexibility, and we changed if we needed to, Um, but we knew we could always count on it happening. And so that was really important, both for me and for her and the other the other thing it looks like for me is praying in between those meetings mm-hmm. and checking in not all the time but checking in which what with, with what feels natural mm-hmm. um but not not too much where it feels like this you know overpowered relationship
0: you are very intentional <laughs> yes. yes clearly <laughs> uh, but you know what that's good and you know what that works for people i mean some people want it a little bit more i'll be honest a little bit more informal mm-hmm. it's more like casual call me up I'm free but for you and I think there's a lot of women who would say no I actually because of my schedule I need a very clear you know very intentional timer time in the calendar for 15 months before yeah and I, I just think, can't do it any other way yeah exactly and I think that you speak for a lot of women and that's the way it works and I think for a lot of women, like whoo it doesn't <laughs> have to be informal where it's like Lucy goosey and I get a call. For a lot of women, that's really important. I think that you've encouraged them to say, that's how mentoring can look. Let's make the plan, let's m- put on the timer. We're very clear, it's very concise. We have like where we're heading. That's excellent, it's really good. Thank Thanks, Lisa. Jane, for you, why mentoring, and then what does your mentoring relationship look like? It's
3: stewardship. It's stewarding my experiences, and recognizing that I have something to give to the next generation. Mm-hmm. I have gone through seasons of life. I have learned things. So basically what I'm doing is I'm opening my treasure trove of experiences, both the good and the difficult ones, and saying this is what happened when I was there. Mm-hmm. And um, and being okay with recognizing that I'm not yet, God is not done with me yet. Mm-hmm. He's still working on me. And so I can be okay with being not okay. Mm-hmm. I think what makes mentoring difficult sometimes is because we almost feel like we need to be the model to which they need to follow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the area that we're, mo- we're mentoring in. But what I have learned is that in Christ, I have enough to give back. I think it's important for us to, um, as older women, to recognize that there are things we have learned that we
0: can certainly pass on to the next generation. And are you more informal or very intentional in your mentoring? I'd have to say it's both. Okay. Uh,
3: I've had sessions when we actually do have a very specific thing that we're following up and talking about, and sometimes it's just being in each other's presence. Yeah. And so, I do invite um, my mentees into my life, um, whether it's work or it's in you know in my own family, and because it's also friendship, like it's hard to mentor someone you're not friends with or you don't like.
0: <laughs> um, for all the people out here they're like, "Oh shoot, does my mentor like me?" Okay, hold on. I remember that day when. Okay, sorry Jane. I'm just saying I think you got people thinking. But I know what you're saying though. Because yeah. I think there's gotta be some kind of like chemistry. connection, chemistry. Hundred yeah, percent.
3: And I think it's okay to be oh to be okay that it's not working too. Yeah. Because like I think formal for me would be too much. Mm-hmm. I like the informal. Mm-hmm. I like you to find me without my makeup and to see me when I'm in my most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that isn't itself teaching, it
0: is mentoring. That's awesome. yeah. Did I hear clapping? Was a clapping? I heard some little bit of the like clapping. <laughs> That's why I love a live audience, amazing. Dana, for you.
2: I've always learned far more from the folks that I've spent time with than anything that I'm sharing with them. Um, my own personal growth has always come in the context of relationships, so why would I not? Um, it's kind of, I would push back and say, why wouldn't we? Right. Um, I also think, too, to your point about good stewardship, I've had 52 years around the sun of people pouring their life into me. It's like a cup of water, a cup of water, a cup of water. And if I just keep filling that well and I let it just sit there, still water is stale water and it's murky and it stops reflecting and it stops having a purpose. So there's an ownership to pour that water back out um, and have keep having that water pour back in. So it's a
0: relationship, it's a give and a take, and I've never, ever given more than I've gotten back. Oh, wow. It's just full. It's all about relationship, you know? I think that's a thing, I think sometimes we've made mentoring like this, something out here that's like, uh and scary, but it's actually, at the, at the core of it, it is relationship. That's yeah. so good.
2: And on the, whether it's formal or informal, I'd say I agree with you that it's both. Um, it's like any other relationship that I have in my life. You have to make time for it. You have to put it on the calendar and prioritize it. But it just feels so good.
0: Yeah.
1: Season 8 is all about getting to know you, the See Here Love community. Here are four ways to connect. Number one, watch See Here Love anytime and anywhere on YouTube and Castle Media. Number two, listen to the See Here Love podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Number three, engage by visiting seeherlove.com or my personal favorite, follow at seeherlove on Instagram. Finally, number four, give to See Here Love and Crossroads by visiting seeherlove.com/give.
0: Hey everybody, it's Melinda, Krista, Alita, and join us on our first ever See, Here Love four-part series on a conversation about the book of Philippians. And we're going to learn amazing things like living in community, what it looks like to live a generous life, living with confidence, and living out your faith. So grab your girlfriends, download our study guide on seeherelove.com, and join us on Yes TV, Spotify, YouTube, and on our social media platforms. Grab your girlfriends, and we can't wait for you to join us soon. I wasn't always a TV host and executive producer, and I didn't always have a platform for my voice. And if it weren't for courageous leaders who mentored me, who took a chance on me, who gave me opportunities to lead, who allowed my voice to be heard, who believed in the gifts and passion God has given me, if it weren't for them, not only would See, Here Love not exist today, but neither would the thousands of diverse voices worldwide who, thanks to your support, are choosing lives of justice, love, kindness, inclusion, and courage. And this is only made possible by viewers, listeners and supporters like you, leaders like you. There is no limit to the millennials and so many others we can reach with God's transformative love and the truth that they are seen, heard and deeply loved by God. Our community needs you. We need your leadership, your wisdom, your perspective, your voice. We need you. Donate today. Visit seeherlove.com/give. You know, this theme of this show is about taking the mystery out of mentoring. So there are a lot of women that are not mentoring. And there are a lot of women who are just like, I can't do it. So let's say this. What do you think is keeping many women from mentoring? Give me one or two, okay, from each of you. And then what is our advice to the women who are still on the fence or just like, ugh, to then make this step towards mentoring. Lisa? I think that sometimes I
4: feel nervous that someone may not want to know my opinion about something okay. or um, if they want me to speak into their life. That's one of the scariest things for me, to be completely vulnerable with everybody here. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm going to take the time and spend time with someone, I really want to know that they're going to value that as much as I am. There it is, okay. The <laughs> it's value. the value. It's the value. It's the value, yep. and so so that's why the casual side of it is still great. But for me, it isn't as great okay. because I wanna make sure that it's like mutual and that um, they, they really do value what, yeah. what I can bring because I wanna value what they
0: bring that's, and so it's mutual. Yeah. Lisa, that's really good. Like it's the value piece. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna just do mentoring for the sake of mentoring and. Mm-hmm. Cause that's coaching. Right. You know, and not,
4: not that that's, it's, it's different, but mentoring is more of that special
0: relationship. Yep. Coaching is a different kind of intentionality. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Jane, what do, why do you think women are not mentoring? What, what, what's the fear, what's, what's happening?
3: I think it's time, one of them is time. Mm-hmm. We, we have become so busy, and when you look at your schedule or you look at your commitments, sometimes you just find that you don't have any more time mm-hmm. to put in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, you you actually want to take things off your calendar, not add things to your calendar. Um, the the other thing is the fear of the scars. Um, I think in areas where we're still growing, you feel like you're not there yet. I'm not ready to mentor. I'm not I'm not an expert in this area, and and so we hold back. And and I think sometimes growth happens when we we do pour out. Like Dana was saying that. You know, how full does your cup have to be before you begin to feel like you can pour mm-hmm. into somebody else? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that quarter cup is enough for you to start pouring into somebody else. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait until it's completely fl- full and overflowing. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And because it might never even, we might never get there.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's good. So we've got a value and we've got time. And it, was it, did you say scars? The scars, yeah. the scars. Yeah. wow. So the scars that we have mm-hmm. keep us back from giving to somebody else. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, mm. again, mentoring has so many dimensions yeah. and I'm thinking for example, if someone has a, a difficult marriage, mm. opening that door or opening that area of their life would hesitate because you almost feel like you're being an imposter or you're, um, you're a counterfeit or mm-hmm. even a hypocrite because you're not there yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with, with our spiritual life, we feel like I'm not yet there with Christ. So I cannot really begin telling people about Christ. I just messed up yesterday or just right. messed up mm-hmm. this morning. And, and I think that kind of holds us back from, I maybe I need to go for more Bible studies or more right. conferences or I need more coaching. And, and so we are still working on ourselves and, and really, in, in gro- sometimes growth comes when we are not there yet. It's good. Dana? Um, I would
2: say pride, I think, mm. that gets in the way. I think that um, pride is the enemy of humility. And in order to sit in front of someone knowing full well that you haven't got it all figured out, that your life isn't a perfect little box, um, takes a great deal of humility. And we can get maybe it's false pride but prideful like I will do this when I look good and I sound good and all the stories are good and all of my T's are crossed and all my I's are dotted and so I think our pride can really get in the way of us being vulnerable and being available to people we're in self-preservation mode you know and I think that really can get in the way um, a verse that kind of comes to mind that helps me when I'm thinking about spending time with someone. Second Corinthians, I believe it's nine twelve. My grace is sufficient. My, I am made strong in your weakness. And so, our ability to be weak in front of someone means we're going to grow with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that allows people to actually connect with us and not just stand back and think, oh. That person's got it all figured out. I will never be able to do what they're doing because I'll never be what they are. And so that ability to reach that next generation, next generation stops there because we give this image of perfection that is not genuine and it's not attainable.
0: So I think pride. Pride, time, scars, value. So those are, I would say, most women in here and women listening are probably like, yep, totally. You know, I was mentored throughout my entire life. And I'm here because I was mentored. And I was young and women and men took a chance on me. They saw the potential and said, we're gonna invest. And some of it was formal. And some of it was very just, I'm gonna do life with you. Mm -hmm. And I would not be here if it wasn't for mentors. Mm -hmm. Because how I saw myself, Mm -hmm. how I saw myself, how I spoke to myself, I would have never risen and been called for more if it wasn't for especially women who said, I see you and I see the potential and I believe God has a plan for you. Now go, slay girl, slay. Like it literally was that. And I'm saying more and more women need to say that because you know we are so hard on ourselves. When society has been hard on what is, what we should look like, how we should be. And so I really appreciate you know what you're saying because those things hold us back but we need to kind of like shatter those and move forward. So let's, let's end the show with some encouragement to some women mm-hmm. who are sitting in that place. Maybe it's pride, mm-hmm. maybe it's time, maybe I just want to ensure that I'm, I'm you know valued. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them to make that first step to say I'm going to choose to be in a younger woman's life. I'm going to choose to call more out of them. I'm going to choose to be in relationship what would you say? Dana, I'll start with you.
2: i just say why not? Mm-hmm. Um, if God's to put someone in your path, he has a perfect plan and it's his perfect timing. I've never, you know, we think we're on our own clock, but really not. So if God's laid someone on your heart, put
3: someone in your path, why not? So why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. The next generation needs it. Mm-hmm. They, they need to hear that they are loved, mm-hmm. that they can do it, mm-hmm. and they have something to offer. Mm-hmm. And I think what mentoring really does is it, it helps you elevate and lift others. Mm-hmm. And when you lift others, you're lifted up as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it comes back. What mm-hmm. you give out comes back. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you're sowing mm-hmm. into someone's life, you will reap a reward. Mm-hmm.
0: So good, Jane, thanks. Lisa?
4: Yeah, I think it's to share God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we go through so much, um, men and women, and um, someone was saying earlier in the other show, life is hard. Mm -hmm. It's really Mm -hmm. hard. And so to be able to do that really closely with someone um, and then remind each other about how God is so faithful, you were just sharing about Mm -hmm. that, I have experienced that as well. And
0: so um, it's to celebrate, Mm -hmm. to celebrate that. I just want to go out and mentor like a thousand women now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else with time? me? Anybody else with me? <laughs> no. Amazing. First of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you for choosing to be in young women's lives. Um, that is legacy, right? That is, that is hope. That's just good. Mm-hmm. And I think the call of what God is asking us as women, mm-hmm. that he has been faithful to us and we have received so much grace from him. So we just need to like pour that back out uh, to you know to other women. We can't hold it. We can't hoard it. It needs to be sort of this overflow of abundance of that. And so thank you, Dana, Jane, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for the good work you're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness to 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 God. And I so appreciate. Your thoughts, and so thank you so much. We're cheering you on. We're cheering them on, right? All right. Thank you, thank you. And to you, our viewer and listener, I hope you're inspired by Dana, Jane, and Lisa. I hope that if you're on the fence of mentoring, get off of it. It's time. It's time to give of your life. It's time to share what God is doing, and wow, imagine what your words and presence will do for a young woman today. So do it now. For more information, go to seekherlove.com and know as you do, you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply, deeply loved by God. Thank you for joining us in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia at the Leverage Women's Conference. Woo!
1: Thank you for listening to See Here Love the podcast with Melinda Esther Brooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.